Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 170 for the week of December 28th for patrons, everyone else on December 30th. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. Those are lofty goals, Steve. I know we say that all the time, but obviously we can't cover all the games made in Canada. There's a lot of games, but we do our best. We try our best, yeah. Uh, my name is Steven. It's spelled with a PH and an A. So you'd think it's Stefan, but no, it's uh, Steven. Joining me, of course, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven with a PH and an E, but we say Steve, and no one's ever been confused. Yo, what up? CanadianGameDevs.com is, of course, supported by our amazing, beautiful, gorgeous patrons over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. You can back us there for Discord perks, two-day early access to the show, game giveaways, including a, a new big bundle of Quebec games. Isn't that right, Steve? Oh, no, not yet. Let me, just, let me buy that. Not right yet, now. not yet. Uh, discount for Canadian gaming events like EGLX. Shoutouts at the end of every episode and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene. And if you back us at our highest tier, like some of you are so generous to do, we will shout out anything you want within reason, obviously. Projects, resumes, portfolios, upcoming games uh, at the top of the show, like our top tier supporter, Eric Beer. Thank you, Eric, for your support. You should go check out all of Eric's work over on thebotbook.com, thebotbook.com. See if there's anything there that piques your interest or you want to work with. And they are, of course, always in our Discord looking to connect and collaborate. Um, so you should check all that out. They're not on Twitter for obvious reasons. Twitter's a hell site for foolish people. <laughs> Mortals dare not tread on the hellscape that is Twitter. But you should go to Eric's website, thebotbook.com. Thanks for also, your support, Eric. Also, we're both on Twitter. Oh, yeah, we're on Twitter, too, but we're silly, silly people. This whole site was actually started on Twitter, so. At Toronto Game Devs? Did that fit? Uh, yeah, Toronto Game Devs fit. <laughs> it started, like, December. I remember it was, we were driving back from Owen Sound to Toronto from my parents' mm-hmm. place on, like, Boxing Day or or Christmas Day or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Heather the idea, and she was just like, I'm just going to do it. So she made the account. Aw. And, uh, and did like one t- and then like followed it and then made me follow it and then sent out a tweet about what it's going to do i forget what the here let me actually you can search your first tweet can't you maybe i think so. i don't know how i've never i don't want to know what grade nine steven was tweeting about that sounds oh God, no one should ever look into that probably something about bernie probably I, I wasn't that woke yet i think i was still uh you know in the Plato thing where like he's in the cave but everyone's looking at the reflection of the stuff on the wall and then he goes outside no you know that one and then he's like what everything they were looking at was just like a shadow of what it actually is and he's like that's a philosopher's job Mm, no no anyway in that situation I'm not even looking at the shadow on the wall I'm just like playing with the dirt and just poking shit on the floor Um, oh okay yeah yeah I know what you're talking about yeah 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 also at the top of the show, I want to plug all the ways you can support the indigenous activists and land defenders across this country. Land Back Lane in Ontario uh, are fighting against development on their promised land, or the land that we agreed to give them in treaties and then didn't because we're Canada. The Wet'suwet'en out in BC fighting against the pipeline being pushed across their land to carry millions, I don't know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil and stuff that's going to leak because it always leaks and then it'll destroy all the rivers and we'll just continue to ruin this country. The Mi'kmaq out here in Nova Scotia are uh, not choosing to exercise their treaty rights to uh, uh, have a moderate livelihood from fishing the lobster out here because of all the violence they decided not to, but they're still looking for support getting that off the ground. All of the plugs are at the top of the show notes, whether you're on YouTube or podcasts. Consider contributing and then check out the night of the indigenous devs we've been plugging for like a month or two now that's up on youtube you can check out amazing games being made by indigenous developers on this land and across the world sounds good steve also you should check out our interview with gene leggett it um got um some nice traction on twitter people are enjoying it and uh it's up on youtube as well just uh, scroll up in your podcast feed a little you'll find it mm-hmm. 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 let's start with some jobs steve New year, new you, new job. Check out possible careers at Canuck Play in Peterborough, Ontario. Uh, they're looking for a senior Unity game developer, a Unity game developer, and a 3D modeler of static objects. They are, of course, it's, it's, I've said it so many times, Steve, but hot off the big release of Doug Philly's Maximum Football 2020 on PS4 and Xbox One S and 
uh, X coming to PS5 Series S, Series X. So if you want to get in on the ground floor of that new project they're working on as well, which I'm very interested in, Steve's very interested in, you mm. should be very interested in, check that out. Stormy Shore, out here on the East Coast in Paradise, Newfoundland, is looking for a lead 3D artist that can uh, help them with asset creation, lighting landscapes, uh, etc. They're using Unreal Engine 4, so if you have experience with that, that's better. And Sleeping Giants in Toronto, of course, looking for a character animator rigger. They are in Toronto, but they're open to remote work in studio whenever, you know, everyone's got the vaccine and we're all tip-top shape. Um, and let's also throw a plug to the uh, Indigenous Game Studio. I butcher the name every time. Achimostawinan Games. They are looking for several uh, positions um, to fill a... Hold on, hold on. I got the site. An indigenous-owned and operated video game company developing indigenous games for an indigenous audience and the world. Uh, they're looking for... <coughs> bless you, Steve. A uh, intern video game programmer, as well as... What was the other one, Steve? Making I should have done a little thread here. No, it was just the uh, intern video game programmer to start, right? Uh, there's a few on the site, but Megan messaged me saying that they, so here's, here's a little spoiler. They hadn't received any applications for that one yet. So they wanted to highlight, they wanted us to highlight that one, but there's a few on the site. So if you go to the site, there's more, but in general, um, that, that's the one that they wanted to to highlight. And there might not be much, uh, competition. Maybe, maybe now there is a little bit more, but you know, hopefully, oh wait, a humble tip. I don't want to get, okay, wait, sorry. I'm just buying the Quebec thing and. I don't want to really give humble. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get sorry, to that. Sorry. We'll get to that. <laughs> Any of those jobs sound interesting to you? Check them out. CanadianDevs.com slash jobs. Let's dive into some news, Steve. There were two uh, streams this week that we're going to be covering. The Nintendo Indies World had a Canadian presence as well as the Wholesome Direct Holiday Snack Edition or whatever. But at the top, I want to plug Derelict Void, which just had a successful uh, Kickstarter. They are a team with uh, members across Canada, but a few in Vancouver. And they raised 16000 Canadian dollars out of their $15,000 goal to help get the development across the finish line. They reached out to us on Twitter to ask if we could highlight the, um, the project. So we will. It's a space-based roguelite Steve, that's the one you like, survival, mm -hmm. that shifts into colony management. Interesting. Um, in derelict void, a star system's worth of ships suddenly torn away from the universe they knew. Damaged and disoriented, can you and your crew scrape together enough of a civilization to survive? Uh, the trailer looks interesting. I like that all the concept art, too. Um, they are shooting for March 2021. That's a few months away, and obviously this last little bit of money will just help get them across the finish line. I don't know about a Steam page yet, but you can bet your sweet bottom dollar that as soon as they have it, we'll be talking about it here on the site. And Steve, I just want to bring this up because we were, of course, talking like a few weeks ago about all the big Canadian Kickstarter successes this year, mm -hmm. and here's another one. Um, so yeah, I think... Um, Kevin is the game designer and they're in Vancouver um, and they also are working with Candice Nina as their GUI artist and uh, she is in Canada as well so at least two Canadians on the project um, it's a small online studio formed from people around the world they say uh, yeah what do you think? Are you looking at this uh, Kickstarter page? <clears throat> yeah I'm watching the trailer right now I don't so where where's the rogue light stuff coming? Because it looks more like a a SimCity in space type of thing going on. Let me see here. They have a bunch of key verbs here under gameplay. Explore. Use your ships. Trust the engine to travel between damaged ships and debris, seeking out equipment and resources. Stay alive. Build up your life support system to keep it in balance throughout ever dwindling supplies. Oh yeah, because it says the crew is unable to continue, which is <laughs> super oh, depressing. <laughs> rip. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think the rogue light part of it is the encounters on the ships, and then the colony yeah. management is taking those resources back to your sh your colony and building it up. I like that. That's balance the, all the things you need to stay alive in space. Do they mention anything? And yeah, and it looks like you keep track of your resources and stuff here. 
food, water, oxygen, hydrogen, CO2, carbon. Um, did they so mention anything they, about Are you going to say console? No. Okay, at the bottom here, they said the purpose of this Kickstarter is to support our team so they can keep dreaming just a little bit longer and get this game polished and ready for an early access launch on Steam by their Kickstarter backer date that appears to be March 2021 they're shooting for. Mm. So I assume if it does well on early access and then they would look at other platforms. Um, Yeah. So if you want to check that out, that's Derelict Void. You can also still follow the project and the the devs on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, Vancouver and unknown but within Canada dev on it. Next game... I want to plug Steve Santa Craft by Milkbag Games in Parchment, Guelph, Ontario. Out just in time for the holidays, dig your way through snow, cut down gingerbread trees, and mine candy canes as you try to rescue your missing reindeer. Rebuild Santa's village and save Christmas. Uh, Milkbag, of course, made uh, Future Grind. It's a game I dug a lot. I know mm-hmm. they've made other games I haven't played. Um, uh, yeah. Toronto too, right? Guelph and Toronto, I think. I think you're right, yeah. Future Grind's the one I played, and it was... Future Grind is awesome. Future Grind is great. This one is more of a. Uh, it's looking. It's giving me like Stardew Santa vibes. Yeah. Ooh, it's already getting reviews. It came out a couple days ago. Let's uh, see if we can filter any funny ones here. So it's adorable. On Itch.io as well. It should be illegal. Oh, forget Steam. Buy it on Itch.io. They'll probably give you a Steam key anyway. How? How can um, you, I was just. How can you tell if it does? That's a great question. Usually. How to tell if it's no, I'll, I'll just do it right now. We'll just see. Oh, are we doing a sale? Ding, ding, ding. Two. Well, two. I bought. The, so I bought the Quebec thing. Oh, double sale. <clears throat> so I'll give out those games to patrons. And spoiler, Eric, who you mentioned is uh, one of our top patrons, he gets first dibs, which is another Aww. little perk. So, but I'll mention. I'll I'll slack that. Not slack. I'll Discord that to patrons. But I will mm. buy the Santa Craft game on as issue. Well. Yeah. Sick, and if it has a Steam key, we'll uh, probably give that away too. <clears throat> that it will. I'll, I'll be um, able to tell you right now. Actually, hold on. Actually, give me, give me two minutes. Uh, so at the bottom of the Itch.io page, it will say your purchase comes with a Steam key. If that is not there, there's no Steam key. Oh yeah, it says you will receive just like Santa Craft Windows. Oh, okay, probably no Steam key then. Okay. Oh, just fine. in time for the holidays. Once again, Stant- Santa Craft by Milkbag Games. Guelph and Toronto. Of course, Steve and I have been talking about the Humble Quebec Indies Bundle. Surprised us a little bit. This is a collection of games developed in the province of Quebec. Proceeds are going towards Child's Play. Uh, at $1.31, you unlock Leap of Fate. Uh, ooh, that's from Clevermind. I shared a hotel room with one of the designers at Clevermind. Clever Play? Whoever made Leap of Fate when we were at Gamescom in like 2017. And they're very nice, so you should buy this bundle just to get that game. But you also hmm. get um, Toto Temple and Aloist Tournament. Don't know those ones. At 784 Canadian or higher, you get Lightfall, Jotun, big big one there, Epic Manager, Night Squad, and Crew 167, Grand Block Odyssey. I met the solo designer on Crew 167 as well at King Game Expo. And that's one of those like uh, push-block puzzle games with sort of this story, like a... Uh, like consciousness sci-fi this is weird stuff going on there yeah and at the highest tier 13 14 canadian you also get castle story tomb of annihilation speed brawl and mages of mistralia i think another kickstarter success steve so you pay 13 bucks you get six seven ten games a soundtrack and you're supporting child's play charity so yeah yeah and so i dropped uh i dropped 15 and then, because they have the little slider, right, where you can pick the devs, Child's Play, and the Humble tip. Mm. So what I was saying earlier is I don't really want to give Humble my money or any no, money. Humble Sorry. doesn't. Humble doesn't need your money. <laughs> no reason. Like, yeah, I have nothing against them. I just like of those three, I would mm. rather support the devs and uh, Child's Play. So I gave. I think mm. I gave Humble like fifty cents. <laughs> Humble recently, or I think a year or two ago, acquired by IGN's parent company, so they don't need any more money. They have, oh, also have a game store and stuff. Like, Just use them to give to charity. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Uh, so yeah, the Humble Quebec Indies Bundle is live until December 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern, if you want to check out those games. We should talk to Humble, see if we can put together like a Canadian indie bundle or something. That'd be cool. 
That would be cool. So I bought Santa Craft. Let's see. Yeah, I don't see like a Steam key for Santa Craft. Ah, well. It's still That's... worth it to go through Itch.io to give them... They get more, right? Yeah. And help out, help out Itch.io, too. I'm waiting, Steve. So, side news story on Canadian-related. The Devotion game from Red Candle in Shanghai, I think, uh, got taken off Steam earlier this year because oh, right, yeah. everyone's afraid of China, and there's some jokes about Jinping in that game. Um, and then... They were trying to find another store for it. So CDPR, the developers of Cyberpunk and the owners of GOG, were like, hey, we're going to put this delisted, censored game on our store. And then like an hour, less than an hour later, we're like, actually, we're not going to do that. And everyone thinks it's like the higher ups at GOG were like, no, nah, we don't need to risk making China angry. Yeah. So they're afloat in a sea of game stores that have zero backbone and that care about the medium at all. So I'm thinking, Steve... Put it on itch.io. And I think I was one of the first to reply to that, and then I checked the tweet like an hour later. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah put it on itch.io. Put it on itch.io. I'll buy it on Ooh, itch.io. So yeah. I'm hoping that game gets a home on itch.io. Uh, just some quick shout-outs to some of the games I've got on itch.io lately. Santa Craft, which is a bot. Nosek, mm-hmm. that's N-O-S-E-Q from Adil. He's a big guy in our oh, yeah. in Discord. It's a PlayStation 1-like style. That's their first big game. Yeah, exactly. Super uh, Super Rocket Ride from Cosmo oh, Cat. Cosmo Cat. I'm going to just have a shit ton of games that I think I got from that, like, the COVID. Um, or no, wasn't there something where it was, like, 500 games for, like, five bucks or something ridiculous? They did a bundle earlier this year that was part of the bail fund for all the George Floyd protesters. That was, like, three or 4,000 games for, like, 40 bucks. Yeah, I did that. Oh, yeah, so bundle for racial justice and equality and That's Black Lives Matter support bundle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's you probably have like three thousand Steam keys in there alone. No, there was no Steam keys in the. In the oh, game. you're right. There's no Steam keys in the bundle, but you have a bunch of games in there through that. Oh, I've I've I have fifty nine pages of games, and each page <laughs> looks like it has about fifteen games or so. <laughs> yeah, Itchio is good. Everyone, download the Itchio uh, launcher too. It's it's better than Epic's launcher, and that's saying something because Itchio is not Epic Games billion dollar company um all right steve three bits of news that came out of the the directs this week first up of course grindstone out now on switch i don't know how long the launch discount is um but it was 25 percent. let me take a take a peek see if it's still 25 percent off it is until doesn't say but if you're listening to this give it a check check a look as devolver says uh <laughs> By Capybara in Toronto, of course. What what you you've been listening to the podcast? Like I, I talk about it every week. It's one of the best best. It's the best matching game ever made. It's the best game on Apple Arcade that now I can cancel my Apple Arcade subscription. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I, yeah, I canceled mine. I downloaded this on Switch. Straight um, up, like my Apple Arcade subscription was just a grindstone subscription. Like that's the only game on Apple Arcade I played. I I tried a few others and then I never really got into them the one i I do want to try for a little bit is pathless because it's Mm -hmm. on playstation 5 and apparently it's really good but i you know i want to just try it as a demo just to see you can connect your ps4 controller to your phone and play it okay yeah but i won't get Mm -hmm. the trophies apparently it's like 50 bucks on playstation though so i'm just like that's like a hard sell like i can play it for five dollars a month or (laughs) fifty dollars um yeah but grindstone plays beautifully on switch did you pick it up or Uh, no, I'm trying to get that I am 8-bit physical version of it. Oh, right, right, right. Did you, so did I'm they going through that out? support because I was getting billing issues. Yeah, true. It plays wonderfully on Switch. It's mm. great. It's smooth. It sounds great. It's, it's awesome. Let me try. Um, I'm going to try and buy it right now. Maybe we get two dings in one. Ooh. Well, the, it'll be the third ding because of the Quebec Humble Bundle. Thing. Quebec, Santa Craft. The people are just listening to us buy stuff. That's what people come for, though. Pay now. It's spinning. Oh, your order's being processed. Do, 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 Are you buying, do, wait, do, so are you buying do, it on Switch or are you buying again on the I, the I am 8-bit thing? Trying to buy the I am 8-bit thing. Oh, okay, I see. Nope. Oh my god, it worked! Your order oh. is confirmed. Thank you, Steven. Should be arriving. Uh, doesn't have an, a date because I, I, they gotta make it, I think. Anywho. Yeah, I'm getting grindstone on Switch then. How about that? How do you, how do you do? Duh. Anyway, next bit of news, 
Steve from the Wholesome Direct, Venba, which we've got uh, gushed about on the wish list this segment in the past, now has a beautiful new trailer. Uh, this, of course, if you don't know, it's a game by some developers in Toronto about an immigrant family from India coming to Canada and about how food, Indian food, is very personal to my, my heart and soul, Steve, about how food brings us together and... It's got a look at this art style, Steve. Are you looking at this trailer? Holy moly! I'm, I'm playing it right game. now, but it's the girl with purple hair talking right now. Ah, uh, you can skip ahead seven minutes in the wholesome snack holiday edition. It, it, it's making Indian oh, food. It appears to be like like these these recipes are um, a bit uh, lost. So you're trying to like piece together things in like Mad Lib style in the 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 recipe sheet figure out these old family recipes cook authentic and delicious recipes handpicked from regional southern indian cuisine mm. and the art style is just gorgeous it's 2d um yeah the colors pop it's got the same kind of i would say the same kind of bubbles as um that oxen free if anyone's played oxen free that's how the dialogue kind of kind of rings to me i don't think it's voice acted though but that's okay so yeah, Venva got a new uh, trailer, but we'll talk a bit more about Venva in Wishlist of the Spoilers. Last thing I want to plug that came out of the Wholesome Direct is a new vinyl for charity. It's called Slice of Life, Song from Wholesome Games. It's a big, beautiful purple vinyl, and it's got games from some amazing Canadian artists, uh, like songs from A Short Hike, Spirit Fair, a couple more. Um... The vinyl is available for pre-order from three different uh, sites who do a lot of game stuff. Black Screen Records, Ship to Shore, Phone Co., and The Yeti. Uh, I don't have a suggestion of where to buy it from. I think all the money's going to charity anyway. And yeah, you should check it out. The uh, A Short Hike song, I think is it's, it's a, like a special variant. Yeah, it's an exclusive version of the main overworld theme that just for this vinyl. Um, Spirit Fair also, this is the... Mm. exclusive piano version of the uh, overworld song song of growth so a bunch of these variations on the music are exclusive to this vinyl and yeah i think there's another canadian oh yeah chicory that uh kickstarter oh, yeah. game from the wander song developers uh apple no appy foothills is the name of the song it's first time on vinyl so that's something the game's not out yet but uh there's a demo of course and some other Oh, Pico, Pico, that uh, game that won the um, Ubisoft Indie uh, fund. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pico's got a song on here, Spirit Fair. Yeah, so it's Canadian presence on here. Check it out. All the money you're, goes uh, to support. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. You're a vinyl nerd, aren't you? I, I have some vinyl, yeah. I'm actually trying to figure out how to clean my record player because my, my stuff was getting kind of fuzzy. So I got a little, little record cleaning quit. Kit. For those of you who are curious where the money is going, it's supporting Galaxy Fund, a um, prototype fund focused on the early stages of development targeted at uh, addressing the financing gap for BIPOC women and queer-led game developers. Um, so all of the money from this will go towards uh, starting to get different voices traditionally excluded from the funding system in game industry into the industry and making some projects. That's something I think we believe pretty strongly in here at CanadianNotes.com. Hmm. I'm going to get this one, Steve. Uh, not on the thing. I just got the IMA Fit one, so I'm going to paste these out. But mark my words, this final will be on my record player in 2021. Big, big, big huge if true. Huge if true. What do you think, Steve? I'm not. A, I mean, I'm not a vinyl nerd, but I mean, mm -hmm. these are some like, you know, these are some awesome songs or whatever from from the few games that I've played on here, like Short Hike and heard some of the sounds and Spirit Fair and stuff like that. So it's pretty sweet. Um, but I'm not a vinyl. I don't have a vinyl. I don't think I've ever played a record in my entire life, and I'm way older than you too. So I started getting into it in like beginning of university because there were, i was like doing some research on i was like getting into music more and learning the differences and then i went to a record store and they had like demos you could set up where like you would put the headphones on listen to it on vinyl and then listen to it like on spotify and you mm -hmm. could like tell the difference because it's just like a higher fidelity 
a way to like store audio and i'm not like i'm not like a huge oh you have to experience it on vinyl like a lot of things i have on vinyl i still play on spotify when i'm out and about just for convenience but when i'm home i like to like you know put a record on you know do some chores it yeah. forces me to get up from my chair and waddle over to flip it over every five minutes my dad had a a really good like a good vinyl record collection and i think we still have a lot of it but my sister-in-law kind of sniped a lot of that stuff because she's more into that so mm. it's good i got his bob dylan cds but she kind of got there you go the records that's it for the news this week moving on to everyone's favorite section steve i don't know if that's true let me know if this is your favorite section wish list this inspired by Stephen brett rest in peace frequent wish listing of games while we were talking about them now I make it a segment. We highlight three upcoming Canadian-developed games Steve has to add to his wish list right now. First up, Venva, of course, we've been talking about it, now has a Steam page. We featured it on wishlist list previously, so we're double-dipping a bit here, but that was for the beta or like um, mailing list before, and now yeah. that it has an official Steam page, we can now wishlist it. They say on their site, November 2021, I take every release date ever for everything with a, a couple, couple pinches of salt, Steve. So, uh... I sh- I'm sure they're shooting for November 2021. There's probably funding and mapped out production that, you know, makes that a, a goal. But, uh, you know, take your time. If you can. If you can't, I understand. Yeah. Venba is a narrative cooking game where you play as an Indian mom who immigrates to Canada with her family in the 1980s. Players will cook various dishes and restore lost recipes, hold branching conversations, and explore in this story about family, love, loss, and more. What what do we have to say that hasn't been said already? We're 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 stoked about this game. No, I mean it just looks it looks awesome. I'm excited to play it. I have to ask Steve, is Venva from Toronto based Visai Games on your Steam wish list? Yes it is. Excellent. Next game today on Wish List This comes to us from London-based Tiny Titan Studios. We've talked about it before after they renamed, but Ember Knights is the new name, new wish list. In London, oh, I mentioned that already. Blah, blah, blah. Ember Knights is a one-to-four dungeon-crawling rogue light featuring intense hack-and-slash combat. Uh, you mentioned before when we looked at the trailer for this game that you're wondering how the co-op will function because there's not a lot of cooperative roguelites, at least that we know of. Chata mm-hmm. uh, Morda is really the only one that I can think of. Is that online co-op? Uh, that I don't know. I didn't, cause I didn't even play the co-op. The only time I played that game was... Oh, that reminds me. I should download Star Renegades. Um, the only time I played it was on Extra Life. And so mm-hmm. I was just playing solo. But anyway, sorry. Ember Knights. The Steam page for Ember Knights specifically lists online co-op as well as the remote play together feature, which is key because with remote play together, just one person has to buy it. And then you can go through Steam and uh, play it uh, cooperatively, which is cool. Oh, wait, I don't know if that's true about one person having to buy it. Don't take my... I'm 99% sure about that, but double check. Um, so there will be online as well as split screen and the remote play feature, which is neat. Um, yeah. I have to ask Steve, is Ember Knights from Tiny Titan Studios on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. It's still on my wish list from when it was uh, Rogue... What was it? What Souls. was it called before? Rogue Souls. Rogue Souls, yeah, that's right. Anywho... It's good. People should check it out. I'm assuming just from this trailer. Like, if, if it's just what we see in this trailer with uh, a couple uh, different s- varieties of area, because it's kind of like a snowy... Um, oh, yeah, even in this trailer, you see, like, there's a forest. There's, like, a yeah, snowy there's a forest, temple. There's, like, there's, like a, a fire village. One. Yeah. yeah. There's this stuff here. And uh, you liked their other game you were telling me before we started recording. Oh, Are- yeah, Arena Stars, because we were talking about just the studio. and Arena Stars is kind of... is is no longer uh, a game. Like, I don't think it's, I think it's delisted and everything. Cause it was online, but it was like a one versus one, like MOBA thing where you had your own, it's like 90 second MOBA, like battles. Mm-hmm. And it was, I got like super addicted to that. It was awesome. And I played like dash quest and I, I think I played most of the studios games and I'm, I'm excited. So they do good stuff. Mm-hmm. Last game today on wishlist this, Steve, we're double dipping once again, but that's okay. Cause we haven't featured it on this season by scavenger studio announced at the game awards last week two weeks ago who knows time's weird in montreal quebec it's coming out tbd but they now have a steam page up so we can do it here uh season is a atmospheric story rich exploration game quote close your eyes take a deep breath and let yourself be carried away by the great journey of season a third person atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip 
Explore the world through the eyes of a young woman. Collect artifacts and memories before a mysterious cataclysm washes everything away. This game's gorgeous, Steve. It also won the Ubisoft Indie Series. It doesn't say what year on the side, but they uh, were also a winner. And, oh, really? Oh. Uh, yeah, the Ubisoft Indie Series presented by National Bank picks some good ones, in my opinion. Document, photograph, draw, and record life through a solitary bicycle <clears throat> journey from your own memories, your own vision of the world around you. Your goal, protect these treasures from being forgotten. So as we mentioned a bit when we talked about the game's reveal trailer, it sort of looks like a reclaimed city. Um, time appears to be frozen in the 1950s, 60s-ish, uh, and then sort of just nature started to reclaim the cities of that time. Uh, we're playing as this young woman with uh, looks like a recorder and a camera and a notebook who's just going around documenting everything. It's mysterious, and that intrigues me. It compels I'm, me, Steve. Yeah, I'm so excited for this. Like, this is one of my most anticipated games. Like, it looks it looks so good, and mm. I think if you can get like a really smooth, just like some of the draw distance too, just looks like so dope with uh, mm. combined with the art style. Um, I think like a really story driven like exploration game with this like art style and, and this uh, this like you know sort of smoothness to it you know I mm-hmm. I like you know that's like a plus in my book so I'm super pumped for this one. We're both sold sold enough, Steve, that you I believe have now added season to your Steam wish list. Yes, I have. <laughs> Excellent. Though, though you know, I'm not playing this thing on Steam. Like we know, no, because it's a PS5 exclusive. Is that yeah. that's a first for like the Canadian indie space? I think. Correct me uh, if I'm wrong. Because hmm. in the AAA space, there's a couple. Like there's a bunch. There's Deathloop from Arcane, console exclusive for a year on PS5. Uh, one Wasn't of the Capcom there, um... ones and one of the um, Don't Nod ones. But as far as Canadian indie nebulous term because this appears to be bigger budget um that's a big ps5 get you know wasn't there a game that was shown in the reveal no okay wait there was the the high school dinosaur one. Oh yeah goodbye volcano high from co-op mode in montreal there we but go it, that's ps5 but is that season? coming to, but is that coming to the ps4 though that's the thing because seasons is not oh right? you're right this yeah um seasons as far as I can tell from their press kit and trailers, is only showing the PS5 logo, which usually means yeah, okay, goodbye Volcano High is coming to PS4. So yeah, this is a this is and a then, first. No, there's there's one more that I'm thinking of the the game Jet the Far Shore from Super Brothers. Yeah, that also coming to PS4. Oh, okay, so then yes, I think you're right. I think this is this is the first. Excellent. That's it for wish list this this week. We got one more wish list coming in 2020, so stay tuned for that. If you want to get into the last one of the year, hit me up at Canada Game Devs on Twitter, contact at CanadaGameDevs.com, plop it in the Discord, get it in front of us, we'll talk about it. Let's move on to some Discord discussion this week, Steve. It got a little spicy in the chat this week. A lot of the debate was around all of the cyberpunk drama. I don't know if we want to talk about that anymore. It's kind of like the... So tired. <laughs> un- unavoidable gaming discourse this past week has been around Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red, lying, a whole bunch of stuff. It's, I think, the first game PlayStation took off their store because they're getting so many complaints about refunds. I think so. Like they didn't do it for No Man's Sky or Fallout seventy six, mm-hmm. which are the two and big ones that other people mentioned. So. Yeah, it was just they they took it off and they set up a like a whole separate website on PlayStation.com where you go to apply for refunds. Yeah, and yeah, it's just a huge. Mess. And it's funny because it's still on Xbox because I bought it for my wife for Christmas last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm part of the problem. She's playing it right now actually. Um, so I, I don't know. I want to watch her play it, I guess. But I watched her play like ten minutes of it, and I guess it looks fine. Whatever. <laughs> it didn't crash. It didn't crash, and I even asked her. I was like, "Oh, ten minutes in, has there been any like issues?" She's like, "No, nothing yet." And I'm like, "All right, well, it's you know, it's the bare minimum, I guess." Ten minutes in, <laughs> hmm. she's still playing it according to my app. So their stock took a huge plunge after the game's announcement, but it's been slowly climbing back up. If oh, I look I'm at sure. the last month, 
they'll be fine. But that's uh, what people like to point to because it sort of indicates confidence in things. It's dropped about 40% since the game launched. Yeah, I think um, I think EA stock still... Yeah, EA stock still hasn't um, gone better than July of 2018. And that fall is when Star Wars Battlefront 2 launched. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And you could see, like, December of 2018, like, it dropped from... It was September... End of September, it was 120. And then end of the year, it was 80. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, it was 145. So we're talking, like, half from summer to mm. the end of the year. And now it's at 130-ish. So I guess it's actually a little bit better, but it's not. It doesn't beat the the peak yet. So um, they'll be fine. I don't know whatever. Yeah, they. Well, like you said, they own GOG, right? I didn't even know they own GOG. So, but now they makes bank, and they took down the that one game. So they're kind of just in a world of, of trouble. Like not trouble. They're in a world of. It's that needing it's PR. That gift. <laughs> it's that gift from Simpsons where Sideshow just keeps stepping on all the rakes over and over again. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. U- so. Ubisoft's over in the corner, like yes, yes, CDPR, keep keep going. Yeah. So I mean, whatever. Whatever. No one really Heather's enjoying it. So it, it seems Heather's yeah. enjoying it. She's been playing for the last hour and a half. I'm really sick of. I'm. I'm kind of like just like Last of Us Two earlier this year. Like it just came out and just sucked all the oxygen out of the the room and just like took up space that i wish it didn't because there are you know other cool stuff going on in games i wish you know people were talking about but it's just cyberpunk 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 mm. 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 what else are we talk about on discord i don't think much i wasn't on discord that much this week to be honest i had a, I had a busy end of the the week from for to line up to um, uh holidays you know what I didn't mention this on Discord. I meant to, but you know what's pretty sweet? What's sweet, Steve? Nintendo. There's a there's a Patreon called Nintendo Force, mm-hmm. and it's I think it's done. I didn't really look into this. So I might be wrong, but it's done by this guy Lucas M. Thomas, whose name I recognize from IGN. Like I think he always did the IGN like Wii um, virtual console reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he's on there. He's they made this magazine called Nintendo Force. I, it's only like six bucks to to subscribe to in canada and my friend had an extra copy and he gave it to me and it's it's just like sweet to kind of read a magazine again so i i meant to like mention this in discord just because i don't know if you ever had nintendo power or whatever if you're the age that magazines were pretty much dead by the time you kind of no i uh i have i had a huge stack of um nintendo powers i had i got them for like five or six years got all the posters and everything yeah nice i i always loved egm and uh, game pro was awesome um, I miss I miss magazines, so it was just cool. It was just like refreshing, you know, to read. Like it's not, I don't. It's not like I learned anything in the magazine. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't hear about this, but it was just cool to read it again and and stuff like that. So I subscribed on on Patreon to get the next one. It looks like he does it every month or so, or maybe every two months. So, oh, nice. I meant to mention that, but just a little a little shout out for anyone who misses gaming magazines of of yesteryear. I do miss gaming magazines. My my mom and my girlfriend make fun of me because every time we go into shoppers and I like see the magazine section, they both look at each other and wait for me to go like, I miss video game magazines. And <laughs> <laughs> apparently I do it a lot, so they make fun of it. I wanted to mention the Game Awards published their uh, viewership numbers. The 2020 Game Awards was viewed by, in, like, so this, um, uh, they, of course they're trying to bump this up, but it looks like like independent people who tuned in to any of the like dozens of streams across um, YouTube gaming, Twitch, their own website, yada yada, was about 83 million streams. And that's that's crazy. Their peak was uh, 8.3 million concurrent viewers watching at one time, which is up 83% from 2019. For context, Steve, I did some investigation. According to Nielsen ratings in 2020, the Oscars plus the Emmys plus the Grammys got 45.2 million live streams so the game awards alone doubled every other major award show in the united states in 2020 it's not surprising i feel like i'm always confused how because because of these tv con it's really because of these tv contracts but i'm always confused about how sports and and like emmys and all these things just keep subscribing to this like tv 
like television uh, cable standard, mm-hmm. and it's just like people don't like I th- like if you throw the Emmys on, I feel like if you threw the Emmys also on Twitch, it would they would crush that number because mm-hmm. um, there's just people who tw- it's so much easier to watch it on Twitch, like something on Twitch than on cable because there's so how many people like don't have cable. Exactly, um, and uh, the I NFL's understand for starting that with uh, Amazon Prime, right? Like some of the NFL games you can only watch on Prime Video now, right? Yeah, they they've been dabbling it with a few years. There was a few baseball games that were on Facebook, which was weird. Um, I think Yahoo was stream like on you can watch like on tw- on yeah uh, Yahoo's Twitter you can watch some basketball games. So like sports, I understand because they just have monster TV contracts um, that are part of that. So like, but I mean. It's only a matter of time that, say, if Fox has uh, has the football contract or whatever, mm-hmm. they will just stream it. They'll just <laughs> they'll just stream it on like Fox's like website eventually. Um, but anyways, that's just like a side. But that's cool about the Game Awards. I always I like the Game Awards. I know you you poo poo on them, but it just kind of shows like it just proves like just how much bigger gaming games is than, are than. Uh, yeah, I guess not maybe bigger then, but just how big games are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like uh, esports has eclipsed a lot of um, like the Overwatch League finals get more views than the Stanley Cup playoffs now, and like uh, League of Legends and um, Dota Two both put up bigger championship numbers than a lot of major sporting uh, finals, and like it's it's like these big ESPN and TSN all these need to like pivot or just like slowly dwindle and not die. I think there'll always be an audience, but it'll just continue to get eaten by companies and leagues that are adapting to streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's crazy. Like the Overwatch came out in 2016, and when their finals come out, they put up bigger numbers than the NHL does with their finals, and that's, like, a 100-year-old league. Like they're, yeah, they're just gonna, of the big just four, though. dwindle, you know? Of the NHL, big four, of the NHL big four, is, right. Yeah, like, the, the, is, the Super Bowl will always just be, like, the biggest thing of the year, but... Uh, yeah, what did the yeah. Super Bowl do last year? According to, let's look up the... I'm, I'm doing some learning about Nielsen ratings. Super Bowl... What was the last one? 2020... 99.9 million viewers. So that's only 10 million viewers more than the Game Awards. Oof, it's getting close. <laughs> Holy shit, if they put up another 89% next year, they'll eclipse the Super Bowl. That can't be right. Someone someone tell me why that's wrong. I, I need to know why that's wrong. Why would it be wrong? Well, isn't there the Game a thing Awards of like... can't what? get more views than the Super Bowl. Isn't there a thing where it's like the unique views versus like how many people watch... Like, how many people watched it, um, like, halfway at the end? Because the thing is, like, Super Bowl, at the end, like, the last two minutes of the Super Bowl will be double, like, will be huge. Like, it'll be hmm. massive amount of, like, concurrent people. So, but there's a bunch of people who, like, I don't know how they do it, right? Because there's also Super Bowl parties. So, if you have, like, ten people over, that's, like, one household, but it's, like, ten people. So, I don't, I don't know how they, mm-hmm. I don't know how they figure that shit out. I don't know how they figure this shit out either, but uh, yeah, I think concurrent viewers is different than like total viewers because the Game Awards distinguishes them too. And then on the Nielsen thing, it's like over the the four hours of the Super Bowl, they had ninety nine point nine unique viewers hmm. in twenty twenty for Super Bowl fifty four. Um, so that number seems comparable to the eighty three million viewers for the Game Awards. So yeah, I'm looking on Wikipedia. U.S. viewership for the Super Bowl was 102 million estimated average. Mm-hmm. So is that like the average over the course of the entire game was 102 million? Because mm, that would be bigger than. Because then that would mm. mean at one point, but so what's the unique uh, like piece, right? Because because Game Awards said the unique was whatever. Right? 8.3 or no, the unique like different streams was 83 million different people different. I guess it would be internet addresses tuned in. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the other thing too, right? Like Heather and I watch the Game Awards, but that's two of us, but only one stream. I don't know. I don't know how it works. The point is... I don't know. None of us know. The point is, Game Awards is big. It's by the metrics double the three other media award shows in the US. And yeah, that's that's big business. World Cup. When was the last World Cup? 2016? World Cup. No, 2018. Viewers. Like the World Cup 
between France and Croatia had an average live audience of 517 million viewers, but more than okay. 1.1 <laughs> billion people tuned right. in over its 90 minutes. All right, so soccer's so bigger than The World than Cup's all safe. <laughs> the, the World Cup's safe. Uh, the Super Bowl, watch out. Game Awards is coming. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think the World Cup is safe for a while. Actually, to, to merge these two things, I think I read, because so the, um, the, the NFL has an all-star game called the Pro Bowl. And no one cares mm-hmm. about the Pro Bowl because it's the week no. before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So a lot of so the teams who are playing in Super Bowl don't uh, don't go. And you know, football is a very contact heavy sport, and injuries happen. But players don't want to get injured, you know, just before their holidays. So they there's not they don't really play defense all that stuff. But I heard this year they're just going to play the Pro Bowl on like Madden <laughs> and just like stream that. What? Yeah, that's awesome. Twenty twenty Pro Bowl. Madden. Let me, let me. I feel like I saw a Kotaku article. That's really fun. I really yeah, like that. Sports Illustrated. Here, hold on. Let's. Pro Bowl to be go virtual will be played on EA Sports Madden NFL 21. The Pro Bowl will be played in EA Sports Madden NFL 21 video game after the real life version of football's All Star game was canceled. The NFL opened month long fan voting Tuesday for the first virtual Pro Bowl, which could feature players whose teams make the Super Bowl because they won't have to attend to play in real life. That's amazing. I hope there's a bug. <laughs> I hope like <laughs> like a player goes, a ref goes. Dude, the to new the Madden game launched and the the field lines didn't show up for people. I know. I hope. I hope there's like. I hope it crashes or something. <laughs> oh man. Anywho, all that to say, Game Awards is big. It appears to just be getting bigger and bigger every year. They went from like. 48 million to 80 million 2019 to 2020 i think that's unsustainable it's got to peter off at some point but yeah who knows that's it for discord discussion one event to plug coming up this upcoming weekend if you're listening to this the weekend it comes out red bull arena lan is happening december 19th 20th uh through a mix of free to enter canadian tournaments red bull show matches indie showcases which was that i will be tuning in for music and much more Oh, no, wait, that's this weekend. Oh, forget that. I didn't watch any of it. Who cares? <laughs> that's it for events. <laughs> Steve, why don't we talk about what we've been playing? Um, yeah, sure. I, I've been playing Grindstone on Switch, which yes. is awesome. I slept on this game, man. You should have hit me or something when I said... Because I never said it was bad, right? I just couldn't get into it, and there's a difference. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, but like... Yeah, it's the same thing you, you told me with um, Celeste, right? Yeah. Yeah. Although Celeste, I, I I like Grandstorm way more than Celeste, but mm-hmm. but it's a similar approach to the game where you're like, I get, I can see this is a really good game at what it's doing. I don't want to play what it's doing. Yeah, but now like Grindstone is dope. Like I like you should, everyone should get this game on on Switch. It plays really really great. Like it does. It took me a few levels to kind of get used to like just controlling because I didn't use the touch screen. Are you? You're not using the touch screen? No, I I use oh, the, joy, okay. the joystick. Huh. So um, it's like I assume move a, uh, an icon with the left stick over where you want to go. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, the game is just fucking awesome. Like it's. You it's, also told me that you got to like level sixty without using any of the recipe stuff. Yeah. So you, you get <laughs> recipes from just killing monsters, and and they give perks. I never you I never even knew about it in the iPhone version. And then when I just oh man, probably because I learned about it like one of the first times I played, and then when I went back, like there was no new tutorial for it. So mm-hmm. I just never knew it existed. I never looked at that part of the map. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is, I don't know if this, if you do this on iPhone, but if you hit like R, it'll show you the squares on the map that will hurt you. Hmm. I haven't seen that feature, so that must be new to the Switch version. Yeah, so if you hold R, like they'll have a red square showing you, like you'll take damage if you land. Like if you end your turn here, you'll take damage. Yeah, and it doesn't adjust if you like go to kill someone and then that would cause you not to take damage, but it's good to still kind of see that. Huh, that does Um, seem useful. There's been a bunch of quality of life stuff that, you know, I've dipped back in for the the daily challenge and some of the new content they did, but after I beat the entire game at launch, I hadn't really, like, really got back into playing it. Yeah. So I assume there's a bunch of those little features that I don't know about. Um, it's they've, awesome. been, they've been supporting this game big time. Yeah, it, I mean, it has the daily challenges and all that stuff too. So I'm I'm interested to see what they would do if this if this thing comes to PS5 or PS4. I'll buy it again easily. Like it's so good. Easy. Um, and then I dove back into Mass Effect Andromeda after like two years of playing or something because um, mm-hmm. it crashed on me in like, anticipation of the trilogy. Or yeah, just because 
it's in my head, you know, and I wanted to play it, and I have low trophies, I wanted RPG and, and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. we downloaded it. And granted, I'm playing this on a PS5, right? But, like, if only they were given a few months to, like, kind of fix some of the jank, like, this would have been a really great game. Like, it's still a really good game. It just has some, like, janky kind of weird oddities to it, right? And I feel like yeah, I just could have fixed that. So it looks like... Uh, I want to find this Kotaku report uh, Jason Scryer did closer to the game's launch where he said that the game really only had like less than two years of actual full development. Which is like, uh, which is crazy because, and I'm, I'm kind of skipping like, I don't, I, I just auto level and stuff. Um, I'm skipping some dialogue, but I'm starting to like listen to more because like I didn't want to like re- re- reread the whole story and stuff. But like voice act, the dude sounds so much like Nolan North. It's crazy, but it's not. The um, main. So did you go? Uh, it's Ryder as your main character. Did you go like female yeah. Ryder or male Ryder? I'm male Ryder. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I haven't played that much Mass Effect. I only played two and a little bit of, and I watched a lot of one because my friend loved mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's pretty fun. Like it's. It's sweet, and the whole time I'm playing, I'm just like, man, this could, this really could have been, you know, if they just polished it up, it could have been really, really good. Um, yeah. So this this report from Kotaku apparently from conception was about five years before launch, but the bulk of Bioware actually started like developing the game, like entering production for eighteen months, which <laughs> isn't n- enough time. <clears throat> no, that's nuts. It's it's yeah, that's uh, that's surprising. But like, I guess EA just didn't see the numbers right away, and then just. And there's still people playing online too, which was surprising. <laughs> oh, does it have a multiplayer? I never played the multiplayer. Yeah, it's it's like horde mode basically. Like you just okay, so it's like the Mass Effect Three multiplayer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't played that much of it. I don't know if there's more, but like puzzles or anything like that. But it's just like it. It was just like arena based, like horde mode stuff, and it's it's fun. But like that's not why I'm playing it, sort of thing. Mm. Well, um, I'm excited to get yeah. the trilogy on next gen playthrough. Me too. Me too. I've been playing Fortnite. I played a little bit with you, and you kept saying, like, wait, what's this? What's this? What's this? And I was like, this game is completely different if you oh, even it's... step away for, like, a year. Yeah, the map, like, there's nothing on the map that is there now that was there when I last played. <laughs> just, it's what crazy. Is, what is going on? And yeah, you were like, what do you mean? In... I was like, oh, quick interrogate them. And you're like, what? And if you shake someone who's downed, it reveals the location of the rest of their teammates. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And, and you can carry you can carry enemies too. Yeah, you can just like straight pop someone on your shoulder and just run away with them. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like your teammates or enemies. There was so much, and like I don't know. I um, I I, I kind of got the itch. I want to play a little bit more, but at the same time, I'll play more with you, Steve. Tori wants to play too because we both play. Uh, she plays on the TV. I play on the computer. All right, all right. Let's try uh, to play yeah, some. So let's play some uh, tonight. I also played the beta. Sorry, not beta. Let me get the correct def- term. The Back for Blood closed alpha. So this is a Canadian angle, I think, because Warner Brothers Games is in Montreal. They're publishing this game from Turtle Rock Studios. Uh, Turtle Rock originally developed Left 4 Dead, sold the IP to Valve, did Evolve, Evolve Tank, they shut it down, and they've been working on Back for Blood ever since. And I just got that that's a joke, like Left 4 Dead, the number four, and the new game is called Back for Blood, the number four. Like, they're coming back to the formula. Mm. Yeah, you get it. You get it. And, yeah, I played through um, with two of my friends and a couple of randoms filling out the fourth. And I was the only one who survived because everyone was messing around. And I just wanted to get it done because that's how I like to play games. And there's five chapters that you sort of go through. Each chapter ends in a safe room, which people will remember from Left 4 Dead if they ever played it. It's Left 4 Dead, Steve. It's like all the zombies are the same as the types of zombies in Left 4 Dead, they just have different names now. The zombies are called Ridden, and yeah, it's it's Left 4 Dead. It's shinier, and it's coming out next year, seventy nine nine nine. Full price looks like. Do you which didn't do you help like level evolve. up and stuff or? So on a run, it looks like oh okay. So here's the other thing the game's doing. You like build decks, like literal decks of cards that you draw three cards at the beginning of each chapter that you pick one to add to your character, and it's like. I don't like that kind of stuff. Like, if it was mm. up to me, like, I know people like that for replayability and customization and stuff. I would just, like, pick up guns and get to a safe room and buy ammo or you buy attachments for your guns and, and grenades and Molotovs and stuff. But, yeah, there's this whole deck 
building you, and then so you make a deck that you go into the game into that uh, round with and so it'll randomly draw cards from that deck you can pick at the start of each chapter in that run it's a whole thing it's fine i'm not a huge fan of that kind of game the alpha ran really well uh and i didn't encounter many hiccups at all really like it ran better than some like fully released games i've played so that that's promising um it's fun and if you like left for dead and our bummed valve doesn't make it anymore this this is just that and i think that's the audience i never i never actually played left for dead so i didn't really either um but yeah i was playing with a a friend who was super into left for dead and they were like oh that zombie's this zombie from left for dead this is this mechanic from left for dead and it's yeah so yeah that was fun i enjoyed it um and steve and i played some tetris effect as well as on game pass Tetris effect is so great steve isn't it Mm, uh, that call that call mode is like pretty cool it's cool we need a i've never played it with three humans because it's three humans versus a computer or i think if you match make online you can have one person as the uh the Maybe. person sending everything but dragon slumber discord was telling me that they've done that and that that rolls really hard so i've never tried that mm-hmm. it's good and uh yeah that's everything i played <laughs> and i guess that's it for episode 170 of the KingGameDevs.com podcast, we've said we've been working on our Game of the Year stuff. I have the form started. Steve, we got to put it up tomorrow. Game of the Year stuff. All right. We're both off tomorrow, so we should really just crank it up. Exactly. Uh, we're going to do Game of the Year 2020, best ongoing Canadian game. Most. I'm not going to do a year for most anticipated game. I think just most anticipated game because, as we've decided, the years are just going to slip. So it's just like most anticipated Canadian game. Spoilers, mine season. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just those three categories. Sounds good, Steve. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Can't wait. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian game devs scene, you can support us over at patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. Back us there. You get early access to the podcast, a special channel on our Discord. Uh, if you back us at the credited tier or higher, we'll put your name at the end of the episode, as well as game key giveaways and discount codes for Canadian gaming events. We'd like to thank our credited patrons, Aaron McLeod, Can I Play David Winter, David Nagy, Eric Beer, go check out thebotbook.com, Elizabeth Avery, thanks mom, Hanel, Jean Leggett, check out our interview with her in your podcast feed and on YouTube, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graph Metal, Kai Hutchins, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, wishlist Rocket Rumble now, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you could drop us a review. We'd love to take your feedback good and bad put it down there and if you're not on apple you can always give us any feedback you want in the discord twitter at candid game devs and contact at canadiangamedevs.com we're gonna do one more episode next week steve last one of the year yeah i think so there probably yeah, won't be that much here, news man. but yeah well uh maybe we'll we'll do something fun with it do like a uh i don't know we'll come up with something creative we can do our own ask uh, the discord we can do our own game of the year things or something Oh, we should. Yeah, we should do that. So do you think we'll do we'll do the game of the year voting for a week and then no, we got to do more. for the week. No, after. we got to do more, more than a week. week. Yeah, yeah, because it's, okay, it's okay. the holidays. Let's end it. Let's do two. Let's do a week and a bit and end it literally on the thirty first, <laughs> and then we can put up the. Stuff we can after. go into the new year though. I'll Let's consider it. We got you. Got to let people. You got to give some time for people to vote. Plus, like, it's the holidays. People aren't checking the site. I don't know if you check the analytics. I don't check analytics. That's all yeah. you, Steve. Yeah, so we're, we'll keep it up for a while. Don't you worry. Okay. Thank you for joining me, Steve. Uh, people <laughs> can find you and my Twitter handles in the description of at Canada Game Devs, so we don't have to spell it out every time. Just go at Canada Game Devs on Twitter. And, yeah, join our Discord. I love talking. Chat, chat, talk, talking. Oh, my gosh, Steve. That's the sign of talking too long on a podcast. Mm-hmm start stuttering like a crazy person we're gonna play some fortnite tonight steve i'm down let's try to let's try to do that sophia's sleeping still sleeping so she might be up a little bit later than uh okay than we like and we gotta help heather with something so okay we'll try i'll message you we'll talk okay we'll talk we'll chat my people talk to your people and we will talk to you next week bye
I'm 0.2 seconds ahead. Interesting. Trust in dreams, for in them is hidden the gates of to eternity. Trust in dreams? What about the weird-ass dreams, though, where you're like... I never remember my dreams. I don't either. Heather has, like, the most vivid, fucking messed-up dreams ever. And, that uh, quotes by Khalil Gibran, a Lebanese writer. 